for the brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT. Yes, sir. My name is AJ My Smith, name is strength coach, owner what? here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness podcast. Let's get it. The unlucky 13. Nah, fuck no. <laughs> what is up, guys? Episode 13. Oh, we, I've come in too hot there. <laughs> See, I'm fucking way too hot. Episode 13. Episode 13. Man. Episode 13! <laughs> Episode 13, dudes. I'm coming in fired up because I've been watching... Our uh, PB uh, YouTube vids, yep. or like music for our PBs, and um, Slipknot, it's got me, f- I'm fired up. I'm just wanting to get in the gym I'm now. jacked up on coffee, I'm <laughs> yelling into the microphone, I'm, I'm fired up for episode 13. Um, today we've got a uh, one, one sort of main topic, and then we're going to address some more listener topics. Again, thanks to everyone that's listening, um, I think we keep saying that, so you know that we're thankful, yep. we don't need to keep going on about it. Troy... Yep. Was at uh, the Novice Comp coaching yep. just, over the weekend. Just on the Saturday. That was over, over fill the two us, days. Fill us in, brother. So, yeah, I had one of, one of my clients on the Saturday. First time competitor, uh, Kylie. Did really well. She got eight from nine lifts. What'd she miss? Uh, just a bench. And it was just one of the... Uh, missed the um, press call, so... On her last one? Uh, yep. So she would have definitely had the 55 on her too. Would have been... Bloody so hell. Been three PBs. Would Bloody have been hell. Nine from nine. Was she training to calls? Yeah, I don't think she, I never saw her miss a press call in the whole way through training. So it's yeah, so one of those like uh, nervous weight. that you're not going to have it. Yeah, and it was yeah. five kilos more than she'd done in training. So okay, yeah, that's a big so jump, man. It was a big jump. When you're she, thinking when you're benching like fifty, that's like ten percent increase. Yeah, she right? had it in her. Yeah, that's to be right. Honest. So I was I was very confident she had it, and she yep. did have it, but she just yeah man, pressed I, it a little too early. I'd take eight from nine. It was a good day. We really uh, she, yeah. she is pumped, and she's like, Let, let's get. Let's go going again. She wants to compete again. And Sweet. She's... Perth Cup, sign her up, mate. Yep, that's the one. Hell yeah. Straight yep. into sanctioned stuff. I think she can. Yeah, yeah, some people you could say they could do with a couple of novice comps. And then some people, like she's, I mean, she's done lots of bodybuilding shows and yeah. stuff. So she's got ah, experience in lifting. Good. She'll be good to go. So Yeah, sweet. Get her um, stuck into it. Yeah. Um, looking at the novice comp, man, that was like our second podcast. We did like uh, beginner mistakes yep. at powerlifting comps. Yep. Do you see any of them? There wasn't as many. I've yeah. got to say that was probably the... I mean, I was only there for the girls. The the guy, guys were on the Sunday. And I yep. watched a fair bit of the guys um, on the live stream. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was actually pretty impressed. There wasn't as many of those things that we did talk about. Sweet. There was, um, yeah, the lifters were pretty switched on with what they were doing for most of... You think that's got something to do with sort of the rise of powerlifting over the last few years? Like people know what it's about yeah. a bit more and they're training a little bit more specifically. They're seeing more of it on social media that sort of stuff people are starting to get coaches for or is those that, sort of events yeah or is that just the well. world that we live in so we're biased in that regard because I, I definitely notice a difference and okay. not only that even just the level of strength in yep. the novice lifting I saw there was a, a 200 kilo 200 deadlift kilo from dead. a, a female and she squatted pretty heavy too that's so. huge man yeah it was pretty impressive at a novice comp probably a first comp and other girls would just be there like oh fuck off yeah you know what I mean training for their whole life and then you know, a novice comes in and just, oh, is this heavy? Yeah. And the girl that won the 60 kilo class that beat Kylie, because Kylie came second, she's yep. 16-year-old, just comes out, yeah, 105 man. on her first squat. Some people like, just oh, have it, that's... and then you add hard work on top of having it, and they're the people, you know, that are the world beaters, and then other people really got to work for it. Doesn't yep. mean they can't be a world beater, though. Yeah. No, that was, I, was, I was pretty impressed by the quality. Not Sweet. as many dive bombs, and um, not so many failed seconds on benches for the girls. Yeah. So it was actually pretty... Oh, that's awesome, man. And always the Richie boys, they run 
awesome comps there. Yep. So oh, dude, it's, sec- it's second to none, hey. Yeah. Second to none. Like I, I mentioned um, going over like uh, the national sort of thing, I was like, the, the venue won't be the same. Yeah. Like the setup won't be as, you know. As professional. And as professional. Um, but I suppose it's, it comes with the territory a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Josh and Corey lifting on uh, Sunday. Corey's first comp that yep. he jumped is that, in. Oh, is it his first one? First comp. Um, he was so, he was he's so casual about it. <laughs> Dude's so casual. Is like, he? If he, he, if he got more casual, man, he'd be sleeping. Yeah. Um, he jumped in like, what, two, three weeks ago? Because, um, uh, yeah, Rox wasn't going to lift. That's right. So he, he took her spot. And then, um, yeah, pulled did a two. Did he go nine from nine? I think he did too. He would. He'd just sort of person that would. Yeah, yeah. He did. I've never um, done that. He keeps it really. He keeps everything really technically sound and that sort yeah. of stuff. So, uh, but he's, it's uh, it's not lost to him that it's a, a long road sort of thing. So he's, you know, yeah, he's patient with it. He doesn't he's overdo good things. With that. Yeah. But yeah. he, he's actually got... Oh, I thought he had a bit more in him. So oh, the so deadlift, man. The deadlift was, was the one. He's I was like, bro, why'd you do your opener last? Because yeah. it just looks so easy for yeah. him. Yeah, he's got a lot in that. I think deadlift. he had... Uh, oh, mate. 10, 10, 15 more. Yeah, I reckon too. Um, and then Josh... Josh has been training too much jiu-jitsu, so he didn't yeah. do as well as he wanted to. I think he went he, six from nine. He was training the house down a few months He was ago. killing it, and then... Um, yeah, he started getting he training sick. more BJJ. He got, got sick, that sort well, of stuff. Yeah, so he didn't do as well, but that sort of happens. Yeah. And I feel like it's he could easily like a week out be like, oh, nah, not going to be where I want to be, so I won't do it. But yeah. he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah like great, it. great attitudes. Yeah, towards that's him, the way to do it, man. Yeah, that's good. Uh, anything else to mention about the novice comp? Uh, no, not really. That was it. So with there's. We've got comps coming up now. It's yeah, so chaos I saw a, a lot of other gyms um, have like really big teams up there, and I was like, oh man, it's feeling we only had like three lifters yeah, across probably, the weekend. But probably the quietest we've been for a When a while. you look at, I feel like uh, that's not to our je- detriment because we're going to have more sanctioned comps. A lifters. big, hope, well, hopefully a big team of 10 plus at, yep. at Perth Cup. So yep. I was sort of a bit, oh, where's our showing? Like we only had three. Yep. Um, and I was. Well, I wasn't planning on going up, and I definitely wasn't going to be able to anyway. My house, the house has been sick as yeah. everyone apart from me. So Lenny and Kelly have been crook. <laughs> um, so I was somewhat holding down the fort, uh, which is rare for me. We got a few coming for ladies lifting too. I think couple so, for ladies lifting, and then yeah. But the 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 sanction comps, I feel like not that I sort of was trolling the boys because they put that picture up of just them ah, in the was, team that photo. Cute. That's that so cute. good. That's yeah. right up my alley, troll yeah, like, troll wise. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, no, nah, we, we lift in sanctioned comps now, which is like, yeah. I feel like a lot of the people that, if we didn't give them a bit of a kick up the ass and a bit of a push, they wouldn't lift in sanctioned comps. They'd be like, I'll just stay with the novice, be it their total, be it they don't want to wear a soft suit. Yeah. So I feel like if we can have some good numbers, sort of 10 plus at a, at a sanctioned comp, yeah. where we're doing well. That's it. I would look like, so maybe we do need to just start a, sort of target those people that are in the gym and, and lifting a little bit. To sort of, I'm always trying to convert someone into convert them over. Comps, yeah, so. more so like the guys that are just getting started and, and that sort of thing. Especially some of the guys. It's easier with the girls. Girls are just always in for it. The guys, it's, it takes a bit more convincing to get them. They always yeah. say they're not strong enough or something. It's yeah, like, I hate hearing. That's that. what novice comps are for, right? That's it. Anyway, moving on. We're going to get to our main topic um, today. This is sent in from uh, Natalie Allen. She loves sending in a topic or two. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nat. Um, it gives us. Like I said, from doing this podcast, we're only 13 episodes deep, but every Tuesday morning, 
Um, it's probably one of the quieter times in the gym. I sort of just get old Google Scholar out or some of my old textbooks, my old uni notes, and just go over things like yeah. that I've touched on before or the topics for the podcast. And it sort mm-hmm. of um, gets gets things ticking over and gets us learning, relearning. And yeah. then we have a bit of a chat about it here. And then after the podcast airs, people sort of talk about it to us for a little bit. Yep. So it stimulates that sort of uh, good discussion uh, and almost like, yeah, like learning. That's and that's it. part of the reason that we wanted to have these, uh, do this podcast. I sort of said to Troy, you know, we're going to have these conversations anyway. We might as well record them. Yep. So obviously we can put our opinions out there. We can have a laugh like we do. Yep. Um, but we can also sort of, uh, I don't know, stimulate our minds and sort of re-educate ourselves and, and keep learning and that sort of stuff. So Natalie, um, her question was, when, at what age do we hit our prime strength and how long does that period last for? And I sort of went away from just answering that question and just wanted to look at um, strength as you get older, strength training for, I wouldn't say elderly, I don't like using that term, but older populations, that sort of stuff. So if I say elderly when we're talking about it, I mean older populations. And by that, I probably mean, I don't know, say 50 plus, 45 plus, plus, 50 plus. Um, For those of you, so this might not be relevant to to a lot of you guys, like... I would say, I haven't looked at our actual demographic of listeners. I don't know if I can get that deep into the data, but it might, like, most of you guys might be sort of 20 to 35 that are listening. Um, So if you're not in this sort of uh, older age bracket, um, you're definitely going to know someone who is, and hopefully we can impart some wisdom and you can inform them um, and and that sort of thing. So, yeah, (laughs) and we're all going to get there. So. Um, So. Take, take this stuff on board, even if it, if you're not really the target audience is what I'm sort of trying to get to. So yep. um, I would say, let's like try and answer her question before we get into where I went with it. So uh, when do we hit our prime strength? I think you have to look at that. And how long does that period last for? Um, I, that's just open-ended really. Yeah. That You can't really give a definitive 31 and a half years old or something so like that. Like at, um, so. I would say... When it comes to uh, power output, um, agility, what would you call it, uh, dynamic movements, I would say you're going to be more towards the 20s. Yeah. When we look at... What is that? When we look at strength um, from from like some of the powerlifters that have been doing it, you know, yeah, all the way into their mid 40s that's right like how old's andre milanachev now that's it well they're they're peaking 40 something years and years into down the track isn't it is milanachev 40 he's like 44 man he's old man yeah so and and think about when did he put up like the the biggest total of all time obviously these dudes are freaks of nature yeah but yeah i think i i'm sort of just trying to say that if you're looking for that definitive answer you're probably not going to find it so let's see how old Milanichev is. 77, so he's 42. Yeah. So let's say his his best total. When did he do his best total? World record total, 2016. So he was like 39, maybe 40? Yep. So when you look at it from a powerlifting point of view... Um, you know, I, I well, feel... Most guys don't peak into, what, 10 years into their career? Yeah, I feel like there's those flash-in-the-pan sort of guys that come in real young, 
and then go away pretty quickly. Yeah. And then you've got guys like Milanachev that stay in the game. Yeah, probably. stay in the game and and sort of he he was at his strongest towards the end of his 30s. Yeah. Um, which most people would say you should be on the decline. So I think powerlifting's a different sport. Like you're not going to see a 100-meter sprinter no. keep getting better after a certain point and you know that age is going to vary on a lot of different things so things like training age obviously genetics injury status um so many different things that there's not one definitive answer for for strength yeah i think um so i don't know we we sort of answered that question by saying there's not really an answer right yeah um so what age and how long does it last i mean it's going to vary for different people yeah like how long can you stay progressing um i i think you can for most people, you can keep progressing for a very long time until yeah. other things start to get in the way. But yeah, it doesn't you, mean they have to get in the if way. If you can be consistent, you can stay injury-free. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's the key, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially as we get older. So Yeah, I'd like to see... Um, so if you look at like Lilybridge, Eric Lilybridge, he's probably one of the strongest and youngest people when he first um, sort of came on the scene. Yep. And even he's still progressing. Obviously, like his weight's gone up as well. Yeah. But even he's still progressing as well. So it's it it depends where you are and who you are. I'd yep. say. Yep. Um, when it comes to out and out strength, I think from a uh, yeah like a power output and agility or like all things combined, like athleticism. Yeah. I would probably say like late twenties. Yeah. Is where. Most people peak, I was just thinking but these the people we're talking about here are people that have trained professionally yeah, their whole life. Like if you're untrained until yeah. you're forty, you've never hit, you haven't hit your peak yet. Yeah, yeah, you would have had the potential to, but like you've only just started training, so your peak's ahead of you. That's it. Does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, I was just thinking like guys in the AFL when they hit thirty, but they they might have started when they were seventeen playing. Well, that's it. So they they've games they've uh, they've hard f- physical. They have actually fulfilled their potential. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or somewhat close to it. Whereas if you haven't, if you're untrained until you're fifty, yep. Your peak your peak might be fifty five. That's it. It might be that's sixty right now. She well, barely did any sports at all before well, she even got into lifting. Yeah, that's so. sort of what I'm what I'm saying. So yeah, like potentially you would have been better when you were 27. Yeah. But that's fucking your part. Like you weren't trained then. You weren't yep. training then. So you, you'll be at your best now. Yep. Uh, a good example is Guy, who's never benched 100 in his life. Yeah. And he's benched it a handful of times at 65. That's it. So where's his where's his strength peak? Yeah, he might have had the potential to do 120, 130 yep. when he was 27, but he wasn't lifting weights too much back then. And now he does. You could say his peak is 65. That's it. I don't know. It's I, I feel like... um, uh, Not to say that it's to be using it as an excuse or anything, but you're def- there's definitely no reason that you can't keep progressing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the potential might not be there to progress as quickly as someone who's yeah, 15 would. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like there's no reason to just throw it all out, throw it all away sort of thing because you, you passed your, in quotations, peak. Yep. And a big Makes one sense. is not trying to... Am I talking to, rubbish? No, no. Probably. You're making very good sense. That. <laughs> um, so when we look at like uh, like age-related strength... Um, there's a, uh, a mechanism called sarcopenia, which is aging-induced muscle wasting or atrophy. So basically, as you get older, your muscle 
deteriorates. deteriorates. It turns from uh, type two fast switch fibers uh, tend to uh, go away, basically diminish. Yeah. Um, and fast things. Off the mark anymore. And yeah, yeah. Things start to turn a little bit more type one dominant. Yeah. And the velocity of contraction, which is um, a bit of a well, an important point, um, decreases as well. Now, when we when we look at these sort of things, it's hard to hard to grasp. Is that in untrained people? Is yeah. that in general? Is that in people that have been training? So there's a, a lot of different things going on. It's not just saying as you get older you'll get small. You'll get uh, f- for everyone as you get older you'll get weaker. Yeah. Because you might have been untrained. And if you're 50 and you start training, you're yeah. going to be stronger. That's so it. we just went over like two well, examples that's like of that. Natalie, exactly. Right now, exactly. She's, she's stronger now than um, she's ever been. So there is an age-induced uh, muscle wasting, but I also got to look at it. Is it sort of horse and cart sort of thing? Do older people do less activity? Therefore, yeah. there's more like muscle atrophy and wasting. True, true. Um, so you've got to look at it that way as well. So um, sarcopenia is associated with reductions in strength and power generating capabilities as well as an ability to tolerate repetitive lift, lifting tasks. Um, from my old uni notes, in the US, spill me only get like US numbers sometimes, eh? I'm like, yeah. fuck the US, no one cares. Um, sorry to our US listeners out there though, there is a handful. Um, the cost uh, to healthcare was about $18.5 billion um, due to sarcopenia related things and that's I just say that you can't just put it as aging so muscle wasting and strength deficits wow okay um, so it's a big it's a big thing here and I think the in the last say 10 years there's been a push towards resistance training in older populations yeah, which is what we um, what we're all about really yep. so when it comes to low muscle mass there's associations with a decline in physical function, diabetes and other comorbidities and an increase in body fat percentage. So, um, again, most, well, the studies that I, I sort of looked at and went back over, there was a, a one to 2% decrease in muscle mass yep. from the age of 50 to 60, uh, an annual strength loss of about 1.5%, um, as well. And then from the age of 60 plus is a one to 2%, uh, decrease in muscle loss again, and then an annual strength loss of about 3%. Now, the the problem with that is, is that people that are training? Is that people that are like... Of course have, that's going to happen if you're sitting on the couch. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's going to happen if you're not doing anything. So the good news is that you can definitely do something about it. Yep. Um, and we see that in our yeah, we have our older, um, older members that are down there lifting the most they ever have in their life. Yep. Way past their peak. Exactly. So... Yeah, it, I, I tried to chase up where the where that um, those statistics came from. There was one study, but I'm not sure it was quite the right one. But I just wanted to make a point that that's it's not that's not going to be everyone because if you start training at 50, the decline isn't there because your strength hasn't been maximised to begin with. Exactly. Yep. If you flip it on its head and say you were the strongest person in the world at 27. You know, there is going to be deficits. Yep. If you've fulfilled your potential to the absolute maximum at 27, and you're Hafthor Bjornsson, yep. even he, he'd probably, like, how old's he and he's the strongest man in the world? 
The strongmen are yeah, the strongmen's a good strong. example as well, man. Some of those dudes are old as, yeah, and they're yeah. still ripping yeah, in. You're right, yeah. Like obviously they're on shitloads of gear, but still, yeah. um, if you're fully if you fully fulfilled your potential, you would see the decline. But how many of us actually fully fulfilled our potential? Yeah. At our peak, I'd say it's like you're chasing your tail to yeah. say that like more than a handful of people in the world have. Yeah. Their full genetic potential. We're talking the 1% of the 1%. So most of us don't really need to worry too much about it. If we're still getting getting in and getting work done when we're, uh, you know, 50, 60 and beyond, yeah. happy days. You are going about it the best way to make sure that you're limiting your risk of, like, just having a really shit time doing daily tasks, basically. Yeah. The, the more strength you have, the more muscle mass you have, and you carry into your older ages, the better off you're going to be. That's it. Um, so a few studies. I'll read from the notes on this. Sorry about the jargon already. So Agard et al., um, they studied uh, maximal voluntary contraction, so basically how much force you can create, um, in endurance, strength, and untrained individuals, and basically uh, muscle fiber size, uh, muscle performance, particularly rate of force development were consistently elevated in those exposed to chronic strength training. So basically they took that capacity with them as they get older. Yeah. So yes, there is a, a decline, but because they've pushed their ceiling up earlier on, yep. they're better for it. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. Sweet. Um, the relative preservation in muscle morphology and function may provide an important physical reserve capacity to retain muscle mass and function above the critical threshold for independent living at old age. It's pretty much what I just said, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking. <laughs> I'm glad you're following to, along. I used to train a um, this uh, lady back in the day. Shout out to her. Actually, I've forgotten her name now. Oh, shout out and doesn't know shout her name. Out and I've forgotten her name. <laughs> I remember it after this podcast, but yeah. she um, was an ex gymnast, like really professional level as a, of a young teenager. Yeah. Um, and she just gone through her life, kept kept quite physical, but never really done that style of training. Yeah. Yep, I yep. trained her about sixty five. Yep. She still has the longest plank I've ever had any client hold. So yeah. she could hold it for over 10 minutes without Boring. Yeah, did you I time know, the whole thing? Just we like... did. She wanted to see how long she could hold it. I think it was our last session together. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, we'll have a go. And she just, I tried to do it with her and I dropped about five minutes. And she just went, yeah, over 10 minutes. And just still Dude. looked like she could have kept going. Dude. So Animals. Unbelievable. 65. So if anyone wants to try and beat it, 10 minutes. Mate. Give it a go. That's so boring. <laughs> I'd get to about three these days and be like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. All right. Um, another study. Christy et al. Um, strength and explosive training on older sprinters. There was a couple of like good um, articles that I had. These are sort of like the PDFs, the, the um, additional readings that I got during my master's degree. Yep. That I sort of, you skip over while you're doing it, but you just forget about them. But I've still got them all on USB and I just like can look over them. So there's some good studies in there. Um, so this was on um, adding... Adding strength training uh, to training program uh, of older sprinters, and it improved maximal explosive and sport-specific force production in elite master sprinters. So these guys yeah, were doing right. track and field training, but no no strength training. Then yeah. they had a control group that just carried on training the way they were, and then they had a strength group who added strength training, and there was improvements even at even for people that had trained or were training um, like sprint training. Yep. Not, sh- not quite sure the age of them, but older population. Um, 
and the improvements were primarily related to hypertrophic muscular adaptations. So they got bigger muscle. Still getting gains. Increased muscle mass. Still getting gains. That's it. Uh, another study, Hazel et al. Meta-analysis on methods of improving activities of daily living. Um, they basically concluded that there's no dispute that a progressive resistance training protocol will increase an older individual strength. However, a training program that focuses on concentric high-velocity contractions might be a more optimal regime to elicit positive and consistent results with respect to activities of daily living. Yeah, right. Um, so... Having a velocity component, this is where the rate of force development um, comes into it. Yep. How quickly you can create force yep. uh, is important. When you look at uh, elderly populations, uh, falls are a big thing. Yep. So the the ability to say, Shh, basically, shit, I'm off balance, put limb there, create force so I don't fall yep. is important. Does that make sense? Yep. So th- having a... I, I don't think we should... Uh, don't read that as older people need to be doing power cleans and box jumps <laughs> and stuff like that. Obviously, you got to take into account who you who you're training with, um, but having somewhat of a velocity component in the so training. Like training. So, so it might not be but with a bit of speed. Yeah, so it might not be so much out and out high high intensity um, in terms of one RM. Yep, yep. But it might be lower percentages, but just putting that like try and move it fast. Yep. So like I feel like the whole try and move it fast thing should just be like inherent across the board. Yeah. Like especially from like on a con- concentric movement. So where you're, you know, yeah. where you're pushing the weight basically. Yeah. Um, like we should have that in the back of our mind all the time. Yeah. Whether it's standing up out of a squat. Whether That's it's pulling I a deadlift off the floor. You should be trying to do them fast. Yesterday in my warm-ups. And whenever I don't do that, you know, that fast concentric movement. Yeah. What happened? The sessions always end up being yeah. horrible because I'm just not putting enough effort into that so i feel like that um so obviously to increase the amount of force that you can create yeah like heavy loads are you know are going to be beneficial yeah but having that you know it might just be a, a med ball squat or something just holding something nice and light and just all right control it down want you to go fast on the yep. way back up yeah that sort of thing will be really helpful um and that a, a big thing for it with that rate of force development, um, a big thing that it's uh, really good for is like falls prevention, which is okay. a massive thing when you get older. Yep. Um, so hopefully we've we've touched on a few things there, and and like I said, if you're not in that older group, your parents are, you know, your grandmas that. might be, your grand your granddad, whoever you know, someone. You can tell them it's never too late to get started too. That's I think. Um, I think that, and I was talking to my old man this morning. Yeah. And I was like, well, I only get you lifting some weights. And he's all a bit like, nah, I'll he's just do... He's complaining your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm bloody sore and this and that. And I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Um, but I was like, oh, we'll do some, I don't know, even if it's just like, just get a get a bicep pump on with some curls or something every yeah. like every other session. Yeah. Um, or, you know, some. I was trying to get him to do some squats and deadlifts and it's all straight away, me back. Yeah. So I was like, no, you'll be right. Just make sure it's light and do them properly. That That's sort it. of thing. So, the um, I feel like the last sort of ten five years that resistance training, maybe it's the world we live in and we're biased. So we see, you know, it's a oh, what would you call it? A situation bias where we see an article or something about older resistance training where it's all like, yeah, it's good. 
but I feel like we could probably even do a better job of um, of sort of, uh, and I say we as in me and you, but the fitness the industry, fitness industry yeah. it's not it's not pretty, it's not sexy, yeah, um, like most of the fitness in- industry wants to be, but resistance training for older populations is basically the best type of training they could do. Yeah. Um, and I was saying this before because activities of daily living don't really have a huge cardiovascular component to them. So if you think about sitting up out of a chair, yeah. it's a massive deal, right? Yeah. For a lot for a lot of elderly, elderly people, it's like a 1RM every time they get out of a chair. Yeah. So if you can make that a 75% of 1RM of one to get out of a chair, it's yeah. a win. And your activities are daily. So now you can move around your mobility and not in the sense of end range, I'm really flexible mobility, but I mean like you can walk to the front of your house. Like yeah. you can walk down the driveway. You can walk to the shops purely because you can get out of that chair in that first place. So, so the that's whole functional training that comes in way more. Yeah, the, yeah. So that that's person. where it does come in. And I feel like, like I was saying that uh, the fitness industry and um, exercise physiologists are trying to do it. But to get the word out there that that is a better better way to train than thirty minutes walk, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. There's a there's a whole big, you know, like oh we went stigma for stigma that we they shouldn't be doing that it should be cardiovascular based. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if you do a set of twelve with with a, a little bit of weight, there's a cardiovascular component to lifting weights anyway. Yeah, that's that it. people forget about and they just think oh they just. It conjures up, and not even for elderly populations, but for a lot of people anyway, it conjures up thoughts of like, I'm trying to be Arnie right now, and I'm going to like, I don't want to put, like even my dad said it. My dad said, (laughs) I don't want to get, I was like, hey man, you're not gonna. (laughs) You couldn't get bigger if you tried to. He was like, what? So I feel like that's part of um, what what the fitness industry can really push. Yeah. And like I said, maybe it is a bit of a situation bias where we see it and we think, Oh, you know, no, nah, it's getting out there because there's every now and then there's a, a little thing on the news, but we gravitate towards that because that's you know we live it. True. So maybe uh, maybe we need to sort of push that as an industry as a whole. Yeah. That being active is good, and anything's better than nothing. But resistance training is like it's basically the holy grail. I feel. Yeah. Like we just went over how you know how much it costs in healthcare. Yeah. And it. It's basically maybe gonna, the government should be funding some programs. I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they are. Like they're they're not silly, but I just feel like for the the lay person, just a normal person that you walk past in the street, yeah. If you ask them, they'll be like, oh, you know, get on a bike or something really low impact, and they it's almost like a protective thing. Yeah. Like the like the weights are gonna like weights is gonna hurt them. Yeah. But there's a difference between doing the barbell for three sets of twelve, and putting a max on and getting bent in half. That's it. There's a big difference. Huge difference. So anyway, I hopefully hopefully we've touched on, on that enough for Nat. we spent about 30 minutes on you it, got, so if we Nat, haven't... Natalie, you've got plenty more gains to come too. Yeah, right? don't, yeah, yeah. She's pumping it too. She's, yeah, she's really training good, well. So. She's in a good headspace at yeah. the moment. She's ripping in. Yep. Um, so thanks again for, for that, Nat. Um, uh, yeah, we're done with that one. Moving on. Oh, dude, I'm fired up now. What I'm got? fired up. What's um, so what's we're going to combine these two. Uh, Josh Sherwell, shout out Josh and Scottish Rob, two avid listeners. Not um, so depressing topic this week with his. No, no, no. Um, favorite songs. So Rob asked favorite songs and albums to work out to, and then Josh asked favorite three workout songs. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna go lifting weights songs. 
Okay, one, yeah, I think I went with that too. I just like, went like ones I, one one, ones I've put on, on yeah. ones I've put on for one rep max. Yep. And I'm going to play some of these. Can you get pulled off iTunes? <laughs> I don't know. Can we play? Yeah, we can play shit, right? I, oh, fuck, I we'll, so. see. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not getting pulled. So let's go with, oh, I don't know whether, which way me. to go. I don't know from which way to go. I'm going to go, oh, I'm so concerned. I'm sorry if it's going to get a bit of emo from my end yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, Troy's a real emo. Out. So I'm going to go with... Let's go over albums. So album-wise, I'm liking um, System of a Down Toxicity. System Saturdays we usually have, yep. System Saturdays goes off. Uh, I don't mind a bit of Metallica, uh, the Black Album. Oh, it's got to be the Black Album. Is that is that what it's called? Black Album's a Jay-Z black, album. Isn't it? Yeah. It's just self-titled. Yep. Um, I don't mind a bit of that. The newest corn. I was never a real big corn fan. I was much more Limp Biscuit back in the day. Yep. Which is a horrible thing to say. Nah, Limp Biscuit's good. I'll still like oh, it. Cheesy as fuck. I do like it when you put it on still in the show. So. I want to use uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, as in, like, when we do the new, in, I'm going to do a new intro for the podcast, <laughs> yeah, and that's going to be that's it. Good. Fred Durst at the start. Nice. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really big into corn, like, follow the leader and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, listen to... Got life. Got, got, I bought that single one. So. Um, but the latest Corn album that came out, man, it might be two or three years ago now. Yeah. The Serenity I mean, of Suffering. I know you and Steve are big on this. It album, is though. sick, man. And like I said, I couldn't name you one song that's on there. Yeah. But the whole thing, there's a track with um, what's his name, Corey Taylor, Slipknot, yep. Corey Taylor. Yeah. Um, there's a track with him that goes off. So System, Metallica, like just real bogan music, isn't it? Corn. Or the Rocco Dog. Yeah. Um, hey, Rage Against Machine. Yeah, first we, album. we have to we have to go over like Rage as well. Like anything from Rage, I always say that what's the oh, best first. people people say what's the best Rage album. I say the one that you're listening to, like whatever's on yeah. is mad a- across the board because you think oh you know I like this one, but and then you put it on and you're like oh that's mad. You know we the first albums one. you can go from the start and to the finish or even like LTJ last night. How good was that? Was pretty good. Like, Dude. Yeah, that so was less, good. Less than Jake's. That was good. Um, but the uh, yeah, the self-titled Rage. The, so the first Rage one, the, the one they brought out. So that was like ninety, but they brought out yep. the twenty-fifth anniversary version of it, and oh, it has God. about ten demos I of the that. dude and some um, yeah some songs that aren't on there. Yeah, right. So we were listening to it yesterday, and I was like, man, it's like a whole having a whole new Rage album. It's like the the vocals are a little bit different. No way. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, okay. So it's like that. the it's on Spotify. It's the is it the twenty fifth or the twenty fifth anniversary of their first album? Yeah, yeah nineteen ninety, I think. Was something like that is absolutely the sick man. Years almost. Up to I think years, it's the twenty fifth anniversary. It's because it's been out for a little while now. But that's absolutely mad. And there's a few demo tracks on the end that they added on for that for yep. that anniversary edition. Off the chain. Yep. They're, so they're they're the albums that I like to like lift weights to. Yep. Um, every now and then we get some gangster stuff on, like. But it's not. It's more because I want to listen to the music than to it chill, gets me pumped get up. Chilled, yeah. So like Wu Tang's always on. Yeah. But I put that on. But I don't lift it when I'm. You know, I wouldn't. T- I'll put. I like that's when I'm when I'm bo- when I'm doing a bit of boxing stuff. It always comes out. Yeah, I wouldn't say hard. like you know, put, put like a fucking gravel pit on or something if I'm gonna hit a PB. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, nah, man. Like I'll go for these three that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. What about albums for you though? Like. Lifting albums. Whoa. I don't want to turn this into like. I don't want to turn into like favorite albums, like just yeah. in general. 
I, I, I still go to, obviously, the punk. We, we forgot this one, Mill and Colin. I think Pennybridge Pioneers has got to be... When you're lifting? Yeah, even when I'm yeah. lifting. Yeah, I just it's like the heavy enough. Of, of that album. So, I'm talking to albums, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Albums is a funny one. I like the mixture. So, you know, like, I don't... That's why I There's specific songs when you want to, like, go heavy, right? Like, some... After, well, after talking about how much you hated Dave Grohl the other day and I've been playing Foo Fighters <laughs> to death, I realised how amazing The Colour and the Shape is as an album, too. <sighs> And that is a really good album to try. <laughs> is that a shit you had on the other day? Yeah, like, I was know, loving it. It was it so, good. so good. <laughs> we had it on for about five hours the other it's day. So shit. So. Anyway, I didn't like when someone's like, "Oh, talk about music." I was like, "Fucking Foo Fighters is going to come up again." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so dirty on it. Anyway, we're going to play. Top, Hopefully, we don't. Go, I'm going to go from three, two, one. But God, this is close. And we're going to play it. Um, Apologies for, for all the screaming that's about to Yeah, happen. oh, it's going to get hectic. Uh, we'll play like 30 seconds of each track. So I don't, I'm going to even say this is in no particular order. I'll try to choose the order for mine. Yeah, I'm not too sure. And if it's too loud, I'll try and turn it down. We're just playing it off my computer, which is next to my laptop. say it beforehand, or are they going to guess the track? That... Oh, no, <laughs> we're going to go with... So first up, I've got three that I'll go through, and then we'll go through Troy's emo ones. Um... <laughs> First up, Coal Chamber, Loco. There's a bit of an intro to this. I'll skip some of it. Here we go. Oh, oh. we get to see the film clip too. Yeah, we're watching the film clip. Yeah, they'll be able to hear it. <laughs> Messed up film clip. Goes off, man. Goes absolutely off. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. That's a banger, that. Fucking love that song. Let's go one for one. So that's my... I wouldn't even call that number three, but... Which one do you want to go to? Well, we'll go... I'll try to do it in order. Oh, no, it's too hard to do it in order. Just, just anyone. Go, yeah, go one? Memphis first. So this one, what's this called? Memphis, Memphis Mayfire, Alive in the Lights. Oh, it's all so the way... Oh, is that where we can start Yeah, it? that's good. It's this breakdown bridge bit that just... When just I'm don't lifting, use musical terms on us, man. So. We don't know. <laughs> it's the part of the song that I always want to lift heavy to, though. It's Bro, what will be written on your tombstone? <laughs> Dude, you sold your soul. Dude, what will be written on your tombstone? You, uh, I can imagine uh, you're in there like they're gonna write your total on your tombstone, Troy. You better squat this. It better not say Troy Abbott, five hundred kilos. <laughs> five twenty. <laughs> It's gonna say six hundred. Yeah, that's it, dude. <laughs> why so emo? Um, I can't really talk. Like the ones I've got are pretty. Hey, they're not emo, just thinking, but they're, they're pretty like. Are basically, like the 
eight years version after your songs, aren't they? Dude. Oh, yours is just the older tune. Let's go with this one. Big intro as oh, well. Oh, we're song. sorry if this sounds shit as well. Like, <laughs> oi, deal with it. Oi, oi, deal with it. <laughs> so disrespectful just playing songs to people. Hey, everyone's going to like this one. Are sure. we radio DJs now? Yeah. Hopefully we're allowed to do this. Dude, the way this builds in is sick. Turn this shit you up, leave this man. One Makes me so first. fucking pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think I can sing as well. Dude, I will. Are she talking about playlists? We're talking about what we listened to the other days. Fucked up film clip too. Yeah, the film clip had weird faces. Love it. Cause we are the ones that wanna play. Always oh, wanna know, but you never wanna stay. We are the ones that wanna choose. That's System of a Down Aerials. That's off Toxicity. What a track. What an album as well. So that's one of the albums that I like to listen to. Yeah, lifting. Actually, that is a very good album. That's, I'd say that's probably my favourite. Like, even Prison Song at the start, it's like, Dum! and you're like, oh yeah, we're on here. <laughs> yes. yeah. It only takes that one, like... Yeah, that first little <laughs> you're right. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck yes. <laughs> Alright, uh, what do we got? More emo stuff. Now, nah, this is a track, actually. First this, time I've heard this, it. This is number one. Um, this is the one I go to for one rep max at the moment, this song. Yeah, this, yeah. no, nah, man, this yeah, is all sick. my top list at the moment. Then... <laughs> Yeah, they stole uh, White Stripes film clip though. Yeah, this is sick. Get lifting. That's dude. It's not just that song too. There's so many more. Dude, that's a sick film clip. I know it's like the black and white version of the White Stripes, red and black one. It is too. I've never seen that film clip too. So yeah, that's mad. Oh, dude, I want to. I want to do this one last. The the remedy. Yeah, Polaris. The remedy. I'm. I'm gonna do. I want to do this one last. So you do your last one. Okay. This one. Um, This this whole album's. This. This album's sick, right? But there's this real like emo phone call. On one of the tracks in like nah, the middle. No, that's the album after. Oh no, no, it is this album. Yeah, and it right. always makes me turn it off. So like the full, that's why I was like, I know this album, but I never get to this song because I turn it off because they have this like. That's a shame. Real this is like the best one off the album. This last track. Of, I do yeah. like the last track off the album. We're talking I feel about like bands um, put it. That Amity Affliction. What's it called? Let the Ocean Take Me. That's so album. emo. It is very emo, but the first like five songs are mad. Yep. And then there's like that real like, oh, he like rings one of them. He's like, oh, hey, man. And I was like, fuck, dude. Do you need to put this? I say that all the time. Like all the skits and interludes and stuff. Yeah. People shouldn't put them on albums, man. Wu-Tang yeah. get me all the time. Yeah. It's just, I don't, just play the song. Yeah. And then you got to skip like 40 seconds into it to play it. Or what, you know, it's worse when the, the secret track 
Yeah. You want to put on a playlist that you know, and they have like a thirteen-minute gap between the secret tracks. See, I didn't you know, I mind. Now I can't put this. In the I didn't playlist. mind that back in the day on cassettes. Yeah, like, there's one on a green. But now when you're trying to make there's a Spotify one, playlist. Yeah, there was one on a Green Day um, album. I Blink think. Blink used to do them heaps. Blink had one. Offspring had one. But like the little interludes and like the weird, the weird rappers do it way too much. Yeah. Where they just talk and it just makes you think, this is really ignorant. I should not be listening to this. Yeah. It makes you want to turn it off. And then, just like the white noise intros and stuff like that, it's like, hey man, yep. just get to the fucking point. I've actually got Unwritten Law. I don't know if anyone knows the self-titled album from Unwritten Law, but the bonus track on that is their best song they've ever done. Well, yeah, that's not it the way. It is so good. So anyway, that, that, that's a little bit why I always turn this off halfway through. But that album, Let the Ocean Take Me, is sick. Yep. And this is a song called Give It All. Yep. Which isn't Rise Against, but like, no, not it's, Rise not the against. Sa- it's not a cover, right? No, it's no. not. Rise Against have a sick song called Give It All. It's the lyrics that get me on this one too, though. Oh, it's so still... emo. It's, it's so good. <laughs> 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 Alright, we'll play a little bit of this and then we'll get some more. So realize, just imagine Tro- my song sounds <laughs> Dude, just imagine Troy, he's got his one RM on his back and then give it all and then he's just fucking That's that's what I'm thinking in my head as I'm doing it. But you know what I just missed what it, my uh, Oh you can't two. bring other ones no, no, in. No, cuz this is the one that I, I got one more. I need to add that in there. Fuck. So We're gonna and, give and you you're going to agree with this one cuz and this is the one I did on my 200. And you put it on I was like AJ, you've just read my mind. <laughs> what so was it? Refused New noise. New noise. Yeah, we we got to play that as well. That was I, the one. I... You know, I've got it in my head that when he says, when he comes in, he's like, "Can I scream?" Right. Yep. And <laughs> I was joking about that. He says like, "Get ice cream," <laughs> and now every time I hear it, I'm like, "Get ice cream!" <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Um, this has got a mad intro though as oh, well. Oh, sorry. You got your last song too. You got to do. Yeah, I got to do that one. But we'll put new. Everyone knows new noise. It was on. Um, was it Friday Night Lights or something? This is off um, Shape of Punk to Come, which is a mad album. Real weird though. Skip this. It goes for a while, this one. See, these dudes even look like they have bodies in their basement, eh? Don't you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Like they're conducting experiments on people. I reckon this is one that people will know the most. Like, yeah, 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 I reckon it's... Oh, it's um, system though. Wow, yeah, yeah. Dude, it takes a while to get into, doesn't it? When it comes in, though. <laughs> when it comes in. So this is Refuse, New Noise. It looks like it'd be really fun to be in this band. The next band, though, looks like even more fun. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go put my Refuse shirt on. I got the album on the shirt, man. Shape of Punk to Come. There you go, that's Refuse New Noise. I feel like that's like every football video montage. Like, there's a big hit and it's like, can I scream? 
Yeah. Alright, so my last one, I'm going to play a live version of this. And this is the first song. So when I first got Spotify, yeah. it would be like five years ago, the old free version, I started making a playlist and it started with this. So the playlist is still, it's like the first song that you put on is like the uh, playlist title. Yeah, right. So that's why on our Spotify, still in there is Sick Metal. And that's why it's called Sick Metal because Sick by Slipknot, I'm going to play the live version. If anyone wants to get fired up, type in Slipknot Sick and it's live at Download Festival 2009 and it's hectic. So we're going to play it. It's a little bit rough because it's live, but we're going to watch it and just get pumped. So heavy, man. Fucking pyrotechnics and shit going all over the place. Slipknot sick. Yeah. That's it's got to be up there. Like I said, that was the first track I put People on there. People are probably thinking that this is all we listen to. This Dude, is, this I've just so specific as well. So yeah, like if you I think of that, that, Troy is a massive emo, wants yep. to cry all the time while I he's do. lifting weights, yep. and I am just straight Rocco Dog Bogan. <laughs> <laughs> like listen to like who do we put? I put in System of a Down, Slipknot, and Cold, like Cold Chamber, not as like Bogany, but. We meet halfway at reviews though, don't we? I reckon. That's oh, it. yeah. Oh, there's plenty in between. Like I said, my third was going to be Machine Gun Kelly. And then I was like, oh, no, nah, actually, Aerials has got to be in there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's like our, our 1RM music. A lot of our other stuff, well, Troy goes to the, the emo and rock stuff, and I gravitate more towards the hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop stuff. So, there's a few tracks. The dudes that asked that question, Josh and Rob, they know that anyway. Oh, they like that stuff anyway. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Oh, Josh should listen to that and be like, it's not dark enough for me. <laughs> All right, what else are we on to? So there's our music. There's half a podcast, mate. All right. Um, oh, this is, I like this topic. Um, another one from Scottish Rob. Will Hunter McIntyre win the CrossFit Games? Now, definitely not, but let's go over who he is. So he's a six-time obstacle course uh, world champion, yep. four-time national champion in the US. Uh, he won... The Broken Skull Ranch, which is like a, um, I'm not quite sure. It's like a, a obstacle course race slash fitness competition as well. Yep. He's won that uh, three times. Two-time Tough Mudder champion. Um, he's just been granted a wild card to this he, year's he yeah. CrossFit Games. Yep. So there's been a bit of uproar about it uh, across the, the CrossFit realm. Like he should be able to do it. He shouldn't be able to do it. Yep. I think people hate him because he's a bit of a pretty boy bit of a rich boy, bit of a, uh, like, thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. Fuck, I rate him, eh? <laughs> yeah. I rate him, mate. He's right up my alley. Um, so there's been a bit of, like, oh, he didn't earn his way there because he had a bit of a... CrossFit come out and said there's going to be, like, f- up to four wild cards. Apparently, they said this way back in the day anyway, like, back when the CrossFit Games first started, they yeah. wanted to bring in other athletes 
basically to prove that CrossFit was a superior way of training. Yeah, right. With a CrossFit competition, though, it makes sense. <laughs> you know, like they're doing a CrossFit comp. Obviously, CrossFit's going to be the best way to train for that for said comp. Yeah, um, so, so, but um, this year it's actually happening along with. So the CrossFit Games is really going to change. I'll, I'll go over it really quickly. There used to be the Open, which was an online competition. The top part of uh, the top few from each region would go to regionals. Yep. The winners from regionals would go to the games. And that's how you made it to the games. Yeah, right. Now, this year, the winner of the Open, winners, men and women, of the Open go through. And then there's these events called sanctionals now, which basically are the are CrossFit competitions, privately run CrossFit competitions yep. that get sanctioned by CrossFit to be a basically a qualifier for the CrossFit Games. Now, those sanctionals might have their own qualifiers to get to those sanctionals. And then... The winners from those sanctionals can get a place at the CrossFit Games as well. The other thing about the CrossFit Open, each country that has a CrossFit box gets to send their national champion. Okay. So there's going to be, I think, 140 countries represented. Yep. But obviously, and people use, I think, Samoa as like the uh, example, but let's just say uh, Madagascar. If they've got a CrossFit box, they can send the person who got the best uh, from the Open. Yep. They might have finished 10,000th in Australia. Yep. But because they're from there, they get to go. So a lot of people are like, what's the point of this? So I think the first two days of the CrossFit Games is just going to basically be like, thanks for coming, catch ya. You're not up to standard. And then you'll be left with the guys that would have been there anyway. The best of the best. The best of the best. The other thing is, with that, a few people are missing out. Like, obviously, the States, it's harder to make in the States. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, you have to I actually... I think they had a few more from certain countries. Yeah, I think... I, I don't think it was broken. And, like, the cross... There's, like, it's big sort of uproar about it all in the CrossFit Games and what, yep. what CrossFit are actually doing. Don't want to get into that too much. Um, but it's going to be a little bit different. So they said that they're going to have some wild cards. And then um, Hunter McIntyre sort of saw that and said, I've been doing CrossFit... I like the way they train. Um, obviously, he's a well-accomplished and one of probably the best um, obstacle course racers in the world. Yep. He's going to sort of do a social media campaign to, to get that wild card. So he's been training with CrossFitters. Um, he's sort of gone away from doing obstacle course racing. Yep. Um, and he's been given the wild card. So a lot of uh, a lot of people saying like he didn't really earn it. He should have like done well in the open, that sort of stuff. And he's like, well, no, I can I can get the wild card. So he's got the wild card now. Um, I feel like he will probably win an event yep. or two, but he won't go anywhere close to winning the whole thing. Yeah, right. So if you look at what he'll win, uh, any sort of run, he'll win. Stuff, yeah. Any sort of obstacle course, he'll win. Yep. Uh, or you'd say he should. It also goes into, like, what if they've done fucked up Metcon before it? And now you know, so you got to take these things into account. You would yeah. you would expect him to win anything that's um, endurance based yeah. at the CrossFit Games, um, but he will finish so he'll finish back of the pack. If you're looking at say he's a, amongst the top forty, if you put him in with the top forty, yeah. he's losing everything that's like typical CrossFit based. Yeah. 
like so like Olympic lifting with gymnastics, all that sort of stuff. Yep. He's gonna I'd say he'd come last. Yeah. I'd I'd like to think that the other top forty CrossFitters would would smoke him. Yeah, who've been doing that specific training. But when it comes to running, cycling, that yep. sort of stuff, that's not really quite what you picture when you say CrossFit. I think he'll win those, but obviously it goes on points across events. Yeah. So um, I'm I, I'm interested in it, it's and I reckon it, he I reckon he's I like a fucking it, yeah. dude, eh? Yeah. It's... He's he's a like follow him on Instagram, man. He's funny. Yeah. He's like I don't know. He's up my alley. I think we we'd be pretty like uh, I don't know. You'd be besties. Yeah, we'd be, be we'd be pretty much besties. <laughs> and he'd tell me he'd fucking wipe the floor with me or something. <laughs> like he's like one of those dudes that like he jokes around, but he's obviously an accomplished athlete, but he doesn't mind telling you. Yeah. And I sort of like that. Like, that's what athletes are like, man. Like, Michael Jordan was the same. Yeah. Like, Michael Jordan didn't go out and be like, I'm just going to try my best. Yeah. You know what I mean? He goes out and he's like, tell, he like trash talking you. I like that shit, yeah. man. I don't know. Like trash talking like Drake the other day? Oh, no. Well, not like him because he's an actual athlete. <laughs> he's not even an athlete. <laughs> um, no, I, I sort of like that. And that's why I, I think I mentioned like I like Fraser when we did our favorite athletes. Because yeah. Fraser's a little bit like that. Probably a little less flamboyant about it yep. well way less flamboyant than Hunter McIntyre is but I, that's why I, li- I like it you don't want everyone to just be like straight up and down like you know yeah let's go and do some CrossFit and I'm very fit and strong yeah you want them to be like I'm about to crush this workout catch my dust boy <laughs> yeah I like that shit I'm all about it yeah. um anyway do you want to touch on this one man uh yeah we could do it yeah okay so this is from uh, Benny Spencer Try and He's not training at the gym at the moment, but he should be coming back soon. Get on down, Benny. Um, training while you're still sore from a previous workout. Now, this is like opens up a whole lot of conversations about uh, what sort of training you're doing. I don't really know the context, so let's just... He's resistance training, yeah. whatever it is. Um, you've got to look at things like nutrition, hydration, but programming as well. Yeah. Because uh, more isn't always better. So if you're doing so much that you're training the next time, next day or next training session is like put to a detriment, I'd say you're doing too much, yep. not recovering enough, or most likely a combination of both. Yep. When you look at uh, programming, you've got to try and space out your week as best you can. Yep. So putting your squat, like this is from a... It's hard because we always do it in like a powerlifting context because that's yeah. like, you know, the the sort of, well, I wouldn't say background we have, but the way that most of us program yep. is a squat day, a deadlift day, a couple of bench days, that sort of thing for most of us. Yep. If you're doing four days a week, typically I will have a squat day, a deadlift day. Yep. doesn't mean that you're not deadlifting on squat day, squatting on deadlift day. Yep. Just different variations, that sort of stuff. Yep. I'm not going to write programs here. Um, <laughs> and then bench days. You want to put your squat day as far away from your other lower body day, so deadlift day, yep. as you can. Yep. So it normally ends up four days and three days. Yep. Four days start of the week, three days at the end of the week. Monday, Friday, deadlift. That sort Monday of thing. Squat, yeah. yeah. That's it. So I'd even go, yeah, or you can do Monday, <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so that makes the them far enough apart for similar body parts, muscle groups, etc. Yep. Um, and uh, I'd say maybe central nervous system sort of like it's a it's a sh- it's a shit way to put it but your squat day is going to be more fatiguing than your bench day deadlift day is probably going to be more fatiguing than your squat day yeah um 
and you can say whatever you might say central fatigue whatever it ends up being yep. so putting those far enough apart um, your bench days you put in between basically yep. um, so you might go Monday squat day Tuesday bench day Wednesday off Thursday deadlift day you might have Friday as a bench day or you might have Friday off yep. and then you might train again on Saturday. That's pretty much my regime. So that's a that's a pretty like standard way of splitting it up. So you've got to look at things like that. Are you getting that right? Yep. That's if you're training four days a week. If you're training five days a week, it starts to normally get broken up into push-pull, yep. that sort of thing. Um, I'm not one for riding like an arm session. Yep. Um, that just goes in on an upper day for me. Yep. But... If you're training body parts like that, like the old um, or chest and tries, back and bars, yep. like that, um, you really shouldn't be that limited because you're not training that body part again until that's so much further down the track. So that's where people will normally go overboard, but going overboard on your back and bars yep. shouldn't limit too much the next day. Because you're training a different body part. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. And so uh, it's like a whole. I'm like that fucking that meme with all this shit on the chalkboard, like just trying to figure out when to put yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, when it comes to if you're still sore, look at things like that. So nutrition, hydration, sleep, recovery. How much you're doing? Are you doing too much of a certain exercise that, and then trying to train it again too quickly? Or the other way is not doing it frequently enough. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. So why are you so sore? Are you so sore because you're only squatting once a week? Yeah. Maybe you'd be better to squat less volume in that certain, in that one session and spread yeah. it out over a couple of days. A couple yeah. of days. Um, so when I look at uh, full body sessions, yep. I normally go three a week. Yep. For most people that are doing that, if they want to train the fourth, I normally just say like, eh, do what you want. Yep. Like Because in reality, most people are generally going to make three sessions. Yep. Like if they, you know, we, we all have those people that say, I'll train every day and then they train fuck all. Yeah. So I normally, uh, I normally write up, um, these are just for, for general gym goers, general members. Yep. Um, whole body sessions, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, perfect yep. split. If you want to come in on a Saturday, just do some fun stuff. Yeah. Most of those guys aren't training that heavy or with that much volume that it's going to limit them. That's right. Given that they have a day in between anyway. Yep. And the days that they do go back to back, it's not the end of not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, it's okay to train when you're sore. Um, you will know if you're sore or if you're injured. You got to make that distinct. Like, and if you're consistently, oh, I'm still sore again. That's where you need to look at. Yeah. What we've already been over: programming, nutrition, hydration, all that sort of stuff. So. What was, I, what was I sort of getting to that? It's, it's okay so, to train when you're sore, um, but yeah, just make sure that, you know, it's not all the time. Yeah. And then I feel and like... Also, the periods of training you're, that you're doing yeah. as well. So like, you know, where you're tapering to do a, you know, a 1RM sort of stuff, your soreness obviously shouldn't be the same as when you are hitting your yeah. your volume bases of training. Oh, and so. sometimes you're going to you're gonna be like, yeah, I'll be sore that day, but I've still got to get it done. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all about just using, like being smart about it, yeah. really like using your wits. I always say to people like, you're not going to get stronger or weaker from doing or not doing one session. Yeah. Like one session. So let's just use, 
uh, like Sally last night, for example, she hit uh, 137, 140, 145 on her squats. Yep. The 145 actually looked way better than the 137. And it probably probably looked like she had more in the tank. And this is her last heavy squat. Yeah. And I said, like, there's more there, but doing 150 isn't making her a stronger athlete. No. At all. Like, she does that one rep at 150 and say she gets it, uh, like, it, it does not matter at all yep. at this point. She's, yep. like, uh, 10 days out from nationals. So, I, like, and I said to Sally, I was like, we we like I feel like you've got more in you, but we're not going to do it because recovery becomes. We don't need to. Yeah. Why do we need to? Yeah. What what is that one rep actually achieving? Yeah. If anything, it's and it's a risk reward thing. You might think, well, especially for someone. Why like do we now, need to do that? So now need that confidence. She can now now and, let's say she misses it. Yeah. And now then then we're fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, then Mentally, we're putting out physically. We like, could physically like physically you could get hurt. Yeah. Like, but it's not making her stronger. Or weaker from not doing it. So I was like, you don't need to do it. Just know that you got it in the bag. Yeah. Sort of thing. And that goes to say, like, if you're really sore, don't think that that one session that you're contemplating, oh, fuck, I'm a bit sore, yeah. that is going to make a huge difference. Look at everything, like, from a bigger picture. Yeah. So if you push that da- that session a day to the next day, yeah, you're fine. That's it. Yeah, don't overthink things like that. So I just feel like, yeah, you don't get stronger from one session. No, do like you. Might, people might argue that yeah, you do, but it's the summation of all the sessions that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. Um, the other thing as well is I got like a brand new client today actually who just done her first session. Yeah. A couple of days ago, and yep. she said she was that sore. Yeah. And um, that's something to be um, be prepared for when you first get into any sort of resistance training. Yep. You can literally do one I, set of five exercises. See, I oh yeah, dude. About four it's the range. It's range of motion. It's so. it's the range of motion, man. Because people, people don't. Some people don't get into a squat their whole fucking life, and they come in and do ten of them. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Yeah. So you just get all all these doms that sort of stuff. I, I I've mentioned before that like, I want people to come walk away from their first session thinking yeah. I could have done so much more. It's like cool. We'll get to that. Yeah. That's. But we want you to come back. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's one it's a fine line that um you know coaches and trainers have to have to tread like you don't want to go overboard and be like I made them so sore I made them sick yeah. all that stuff that's like old school personal yeah. trainer sort of thing yeah. anyone can make like make a hard session that's it do 150 burpees right now there you go there's your hard session yeah um, but it's it's about treading that fine line as giving them the stimulus that they need and beginners don't really need much that's it because a lot of the initial gains come from motor control and neural pathways and that sort of thing to that's start it. with anyway so one um, set can actually be enough. Oh, dude! Someone who hasn't is untrained. One set of fifteen. So, Sometimes people will do do their first session with me and just be like, "Oh, is that it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you you're done. That's enough." Yep. And then I sort of just say, "Don't worry, you'll you'll know why." And the next more. session they'll still come in and be like, "Oh, yeah, still a bit sore." And I was like, "Well, glad we didn't do those extra five sessions that some people might make you do." So. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, moving on from that. Thanks, Benny. I'll see you soon, mate. I think he's uh, coming back to the gym. Uh, Martin and Nat sort of asked us, uh, what's our favorite sporting event or what sports event would you like to go to yep. the most? Now, I sort of mentioned, um, well, AFL, I nearly said AFL World Cup, AFL Grand Final <laughs> um, would be huge. You haven't been to one? I've never been to one, but that's that's definitely, obviously... You were supposed to go, but then the Cats didn't make it, eh? Yeah, 2010. 
they bloody in every other year so I yeah I've been to an NRL grand final which was good but I'd say that I, I don't know I'd probably rather go to a it's, it's on at the moment man or about to be State of Origin game 3 or something like that we should have got tickets for the bloody game of Origin. Dude, we should still State look for them. For... Still, we should still look for them. State of Origin be sick. Yeah. Is that tomorrow? But it'd be better. Is that tomorrow? It'd be better in Queensland. Oh, wait, no. When's the Perth one? Here, so. Perth one's not tomorrow. No. Nah. It's to start tomorrow or next week? I'm not sure. It's, it's going to be on in the gym anyway. We'll put it on the projector. Yep. Um, so I was thinking, I don't know. I'd, uh, I'd really like to do a, now that I think about it, I'd really like to do a tour of the West Indies with a like Australian cricket team yeah that would be but like that's not Crowd one event but just that. like all yeah. then they never play five tests I don't, I don't think over there but like three tests just yeah. going to like the grounds in Jamaica and just be like half cut on rum the whole time <laughs> I feel like that would be like really enjoyable yeah like who really you probably even wouldn't even watch the cricket well the Aussies would probably just dominate that one as well yeah know. man so that's always been like that'd be mad to do like Ashes tour would be sick but then you got to deal with Poms if you're losing yeah um, but I feel like one event would probably be the um, Soccer World Cup yeah. fi- like World Cup final yeah this I agree with you on this one I, I don't know like just... you look at the Olympics and the Olympics is cool oh, I'm over Olympics. but like the one event at the Olympics would be like the 100 metres and it's 10 seconds worth. You know, and I, I just feel... Yeah, I reckon the Olympics bore... The Olympics bore me. There's like so the much shit. Like, the basketball's in, good. I'm always down for the... Watch, yeah, but even uh, still, like, depends who the US send. Yeah. True. Like, sometimes it's like they sort of play around with Yugoslavia or fucking who are they now? Serbia. Like when they always... Every time we put the Olympics on, it's always that walking event that seems to come yeah, on. Yeah, there's like, just so much shit. I don't want to watch people So many shit them. events. <laughs> um, like, the Olympics as a whole would be mad. Yeah. But, like, the... the the actual events will be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. When it comes to an out-and-out event, um, I've got to say, like, yeah, Soccer World Cup would be off its hinges, man. Yeah. And uh, we were we were in Nice the day before um, Spain won. Yeah. So, like, south of France, but, like, not far from Spain. Like, you're in Europe. You're not far from anywhere. But, like, they won, man, and it was hectic. And we were in France. Yeah. But, like, there was enough Spanish people there that was just fucking bonkers, man. We were, I remember, like, just... We were obviously like, yes! Fucking... Who were they playing? We were, like, real real big on Spain as soon as they won. We were like, yeah, we're mad Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were, like, dancing in fountains and shit. It was fucking <laughs> mad. And we weren't even in Spain. And then we got to Spain, and it was hell quiet. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but that was loose, and that was just, like, watching it in a pub. And then... What about... um? I was just thinking Madison Square Gardens a boxing event would be pretty Oh, sick. a boxing event? About what's been going on with Boxing Man? Oh, Anthony Joshua. Epic. How good was that? Dude. That was epic. That sort of stuffed everything up though, didn't they? Because it was all about Joshua Wilder and yeah. um, and Joshua Tyson Fury and now it's like, oh shit. You're not going to have... Nowhere to yeah, see. man. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Soccer World Cup. I think I have to agree with you on that one. I just feel like the Olympics doesn't have the out-and-out actual event within the Olympics itself. Like, 100 metres is the best is the best uh, event at the Olympics, right? Yeah. 100 metre sprints, what everyone wants to see. But it's over in 10 seconds and, like, I don't know. Yeah, just I'd imagine sport, the rush, like, as soon as someone scores a goal at a Soccer World Cup, how yeah. bonkers. Or, like, just watching the Champions League stuff lately, like, that, yeah. how epic was that? And I don't really... and. 
I don't really even care. You just pick someone you're going for and just, I don't know, you just be cheering for everything, I feel. (laughs) Like, if you're neutral, you don't really care. It'd be sweet if it was, like, something loose, you know, like the big countries, which it normally ends up being. When's the Soccer World Cup on? I was thinking... Is it 2010, 2006? Oh, it's rugby, it's rugby World Cup this year, so it must be... Got the Cricket World Cup on right now. Yeah, so. I don't even know. But yeah, Soccer World Cup, I'd say, um, would be the event. Especially like Mad- like Super, Super Bowl would be England, Super Bowl would be mad, but the actual watch it, like, fuck that game, man. That game, game. sucks, yeah. dude. I, 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 I don't watch it. Nah. Like, there's too many, like, gaps between nah, them. Nah, I don't like it at all, dude. I don't. It's weird, man. And I still feel like I could be a punter there tomorrow. Yeah. Hands down. I always make that... That's not even a joke at this point. I see what they do in the game. They kick it like 40 metres. Yeah. I'm, I can do that shit. So I feel like so half of AJ Australia... For... I feel like half of <laughs> Australia could be in... Should back themselves to be in the NFL. Yeah. There's a few punters over there. Is that how far they have to kick Dude, it? they don't kick it that far. Yeah, right. And you got to... So you catch it and put it on your foot within like two steps. And then that's it. That's your job, eh? That's yeah, it. That's you your, do that like yeah. five times a game, if that. Yeah. I'm backing myself in, mate. I always say that. Um, so there you go, uh, Martin and Nat. Thanks for the input again, Martin. He had oh, a topic. Game seven. Of well, game seven of basketball. But like I said, man, it's... I don't know. You're just waiting for that last... I just feel I like there's the nothing like a World Cup final goal in soccer. Yeah. As soon as there's a goal, man. And like, just imagine if it goes 89 to... 89 minutes down. Yeah, just imagine if it goes to penalties. Yeah. Like the only other oh, thing you could say is like a... Uh, a game-winning shot yeah. is as big a moment as that. Yeah. But that's, a, like, any goal in the World Cup fi- like final is like, fuck it, like, let's lose this place. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. you got to wait for, like, the last su- sort of few minutes of a basketball game. Yeah. True. Whereas anything that happens, there's a yellow card in the Soccer World Cup. Oh, like, a red, albeit a red card in the Soccer yeah. World Cup. They've got to be the Shit's most passionate, off the passionate fans out, though. Like, people get, like... Yeah, oh yeah, I wouldn't feel safe at (laughs) any soccer game, mate, fuck that. Um, So yeah, there you go, Martin and Nat, thanks again for your input, loving it. Dude, this has turned into a pretty long episode here. How long are we going? Last one, dude. We're going to hurt some feelings on this. When was the last time you went surfing, man? It's been a while. Oh, you know what, this is... um, I'm a hell summertime dude now. Josh, Josh Hansen, Josh Hansen sent this one in. He was more annoyed than you about my comments about the Foo Fighters. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Because I'm not listening to this episode and like tagging his mates. Get a load of this dickhead. Yeah. I know. There, there was a lot of hate for you on that one. Yeah, you? I know. Anyway, um, so yeah, Josh is obviously he's obviously following along. Um, come down to the gym, Josh. Stop training in your garage like a weirdo. Um, so he uh, he thought thoughts, ideas on what to do with sharks so he can safely surf. You know what you can do with sharks so you can surf safely. What would Nick Fanning hey, say? Hey, <laughs> stay away from him, mate. That's what you should do. Yeah. Stay away from him. Nah, um, I don't know about this, man. I, I, I meant to have a look and actually see how many um, shark attacks there has been. Because um, WA, I think, like overtaken possibly South Africa or something for like shark attacks. Really? Um, in the last few years. I might be wrong here, man. I know there's a lot of people that have a lot like of emotion invested into this topic. Yeah, I haven't looked into it either too much. Um, I, I, I meant to do it this morning, but I didn't. Um, I definitely say that I used to feel a lot safer when I was surfing than I do these days. Yeah. Um, I've, I don't really surf many spots other than like 
where have I been? Secret Harbour. Local. Like, local. Like, I don't surf very often anyway, but when I yeah. do, it does cross your mind. I felt a lot safer at Cooter Beach, put it that way. Yeah. Um, than I do in the southwest of Western Australia. Yeah. Um, I think, where have I surfed? Um, is it Redgate? Down south? Um, Indijup? And, like, like, it doesn't really is matter it? where you are. Like, anywhere along the coast, like, there's a dude taking a mandra a while back and that yeah. sort of stuff so um there's a lot of uh these products that are coming out like the shark deterrent sort of things and yeah, yeah. and people are still waiting on like are they actually like is the re- research showing that they do what they're supposed to do are they commercially viable like can you afford them basically can people afford to make them for how many they're going to sell that sort of stuff yeah um you know my idea behind like my thoughts were all like I'm under the impression that they've they've stopped allowing fishing of sharks, right? Um, like a fair few years ago, and yep. that's what's sort of increased because they were what whatever endangered all that sort of stuff. Probably speaking out my ass when it comes to this, but yep. my my idea is they stopped fishing them as much, like recently, yep. as in like ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years ago, they stopped fishing them as much, and that that's when like you know over time they're the attacks have started to increase. So I was thinking like, can we go back to fishing them yeah. or not? Like we, fuck, we fish everything else, man. Like animals are getting killed all the time for human consumption. Yeah. Um, is like a shark any different from, from a cow, a lamb, that sort of stuff. Um, people say, yeah, cause you don't farm them and they're not, and you know, these are endangered, that sort of stuff. Um, I'd like to say like, are they endangered? At what point are they? <laughs> Uh, these are things I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, so um, could we go back to fishing them? I think all the, like the fucking nets and shit, yeah. drum lines and stuff. Yeah. Is that what a drum line is? Like a net? Is that what that is? I don't know how that works. Yeah. So I don't feel like they're doing much. Um, you know what I feel, man? I feel like they should take the technology that they have from those shark shields and just amplify it and just like drop boys in the near surf breaks that like fucks all the sharks off. Yeah. Why can't we do that? If you have like a little like button sized thing in your surfboard or in your wetsuit yep. that supposedly deters sharks, make one that's fucking hundred times bigger, put it on a float, put it out in the middle of the surf break. Doesn't sound too hard, does it? Surely they can come up with something. <laughs> Dude, am I dumb saying that? Like, <laughs> is that a smart idea? Yeah. So now I don't have to go and pay like whatever it is to get a surf deterrent thing. Yeah. The bloke next to me doesn't as well. And maybe you just have them like periodically throughout the summer, like three months in Gracetown, we're going to drop the fucking shark deterrent boy yeah. in the middle of Gracetown. So now everyone can surf shark free at North Point, South Point, that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Some smart, oh, someone way smarter Someone's, than us. <laughs> fucking build that thing. We need Elon Musk up in this bitch. Yeah. Build that shark deterrent. And then people will say like, oh, but the marine life and it and all this sort of stuff. We're like, well, we're marine life as well. We want to be in the water. So you could maybe... just as much right to be Oh, in the dude, maybe they, maybe they just floated out in the morning for people to surf. Yeah. And like the last one, last one in brings it in with them. Yeah. I don't know. Make it like a community thing. <laughs> Give one to every surf club and you just plonk it out in the water yeah. when you don't want to, there to be sharks within said radius. Yeah. And then last one out has to go and get it. 
Or rock, paper, scissors to go and get the fucking shark deterrent. <laughs> I don't know, man. The whole media speed thing, how, how they blow it out. I don't I like those, the. I don't like people. How many that, people do you know that surf that? You know the whole like sharks or had the, this whole thing that fucking gets me, man. Oh, a shark in the ocean? You don't say. I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up. We're trying to come to like some sort of <laughs> like those people really annoy me. Really, I say that. That's me, no, man. but like, it's no. It's like, yeah, no shit, but yeah. we're trying to do something about it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean kill all sharks. No, definitely not. But it it's means, like, right. what can we do? Like, Josh is asking, like, what ideas you have? And I've, I reckon I've got the fuck bang on idea. Yeah. Shark deterrent. Big one. Fucks them all off for a little bit. And then we're happy days. Yeah. And then when you, if you want the sharks to come back in, take the boy out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Talking out my ass again. What else have we got, mate? Is that... That basically it. So yeah, have I hurt too many people's feelings with that? No. Yeah. No, that's all right. Sweet. Well, I'm happy with that. So there you go. There's, there's. Uh, we need someone really smart to come and uh, make that big shark deterrent. Yep. Any other topics, bro? What's going down in the gym at the moment? Group sessions. Yeah. Monday, five thirty. Tuesday, five thirty. Thursday, five thirty. That's in the evenings, PMs. Tuesday and Thursday, 6 a.m. as well. Looking to possibly add some more. Yep. But we'll uh, we'll let you know. Troy had some spots in his group sessions. Yeah, semi-private training sessions. That's the one. Opening up. So. so get in touch with Troy at Troy Abbott PT or Strengthletics on Facebook. Yep. Um, and book in with those. I am probably going to get um, a Strong Chicks program up and running, which will be a girls-only uh, strength program. We're looking at breaking down all the fundamentals um, to give girls the sort of knowledge and expertise to strength train. That's it. Um, so get in touch if you're interested in them. But uh, let's wrap things up, eh? Once again, thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that five-star uh, review on iTunes and Spotify if you can. Yeah, if you know. I don't we didn't you go can. through that, did we? How yeah, no, we, I don't know how to do it. Um, tag us in your screenshots. Follow us uh, on Instagram. You can find Troy. On uh, Troy Abbott PT. <laughs> did you already do that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's Troy Abbott PT. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Smith's underscore fitness. I'm going to send that dude a fucking inbox. Which dude? The, the dude who's got Smith's fitness, no underscore. Oh, is that Doesn't even use it, man. I'm going to hit him up and be like, oi, man, give me that handle. Um, <laughs> as always, if you haven't c- come uh, down to the gym yet, what are you waiting for? Got everything you need to get strong, fit, start kicking ass. Um, as always, coaching and programming is included in all our memberships. Uh, both Troy and I are doing one-on-one personal sessions as well. Yep. Um, we have awesome group sessions across the week that we just outlined. Open gym use, 24-7 access if you need it. Powerlifting-specific equipment and an atmosphere like no other. New members get a free week trial. So get on down to Helmshore Way in Port Kennedy. Join the crew. Again, sorry if those songs were coming through muffled as shit. <laughs> See you next week. Peace. See ya.